0: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Always Open. I am your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today I'm joined by two amazing, wonderful ladies, starting with Kai Cook.
1: Hi, I'm Kai.
0: Welcome back. And BK in oh, the house. What's good? How are you? Good.
2: It's glad to be back. I it's know.
0: Nice. I'm so glad to have you guys back on the show. Oh, it's yeah. been a it's I been didn't a know hot she hot was going to be here today. Oh, really? I her She was going to be here. Oh. Mm-mm. We should
2: have. No, not about this. How we have known?
0: Mm. I feel like whenever I'm invited to be on stuff, I always look at the calendar invites and Uh who else is gonna be.
1: See, normally I do that. Like I knew last time when I was on with Lindsay, I was
2: like, "Oh, Lindsay, I love Lindsay."
0: Yeah. This time, no idea. (laughs) But it worked out.
2: Oh yeah, no, this is gonna be a good one.
0: Is this where I find out where you guys secretly like hate each other now? And uh, this was like a big dramatic
2: thing. Absolutely not. twitch do you hate me it's okay am i on your love shit list? and hate are
1: such a They're gray so line that goes back she's so sad. i'm sorry
0: you are loved <laughs> by you. one and all thank you especially here on the show well Aww. thank you guys for being here how how are things in in your life i know this will come out a little after we're recording um but i feel like i i haven't caught up with y'all in a bit
1: Kai, My... you have a little pup now i do that's the best part about my life right now, I, uh, yeah, I love my puppy, bane of my existence. Oh, yeah? she. she The problem is she doesn't have puppy problems because I was ready for her to pee in my house, right? Right. I right. was ready for her to not know what no means, right? Mm-hmm. No, she knows what all of that means. She knows how to pee outside. So my problem is she a little smart ass she know if so she'll do something when she knows i'm not watching <laughs> example if i'm in my kitchen she won't even cross the line she'll just look at me from her crate like you're getting my food soon uh, amazing the mm. minute i'm in my office or gone in fact if i check my ho- my uh camera at home right now she's probably in the kitchen and
0: i'm mm, like yeah, knowing no. she shouldn't be there
1: any other time
0: you should have some type of you know how like people have those sensors where if you cross it's like you are currently being recorded <laughs> you should record your own voice being like hey <laughs>
1: Hey, hey, get out of the kitchen <laughs> no it's just really like what are you doing in here like i yeah no i'm very i love her and what's her name moma momo momo it's short for G from fruits basket oh so cute that's so cute
2: and yeah. you have just one cat right here. yeah just one cat why yeah. are you so upset about it because like if you're a cat person you want more right? you are more than one cat but my cat's too too much of a diva to uh, handle anybody else but, um, i think cat's name is Diva. Is she really?
0: Yeah. That's adorable. Is that named after her any- Is it from, uh, from Overwatch? Overwatch? Yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of nerds in oh, this I'm room. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Video game names. Anime, anime names. names. I know. <laughs> Although Trevor and I have been talking we've been talking about wanting to get a dog for a long time Aww. and we've been playing around with some names and I'm like no frodo would be really oh, cute. it's really
1: cute no and i highly yes. recommend it uh, yeah and i was able to actually make momo an esa certified pet oh amazing yeah. the benefit of having poor mental health is that they can't say no to you when you hey. don't want to pay for pet rent <laughs> exactly and <laughs> hey, there's got to be a silver lining yeah. somewhere,
0: somewhere. <laughs> all
1: right well, let's kick
0: off the show with an icebreaker question Ooh. um we've been doing would you rather questions lately which i love um and usually i've been like just getting these from the internet so if anybody watching this show has an icebreaker question for us, please leave a comment or tweet at us or X at us, I guess. Oh, come
2: on. No, it's, it's Twitter. It's, it's Twitter. Twitter.
0: It's, it's repost now. Yeah, leave a comment Ew. on Instagram, whatever you want to do. And also, forgot to shout out at the top of the show, but if you can, become a first member on RoosterTeeth.com where we're doing all sorts of fun content. Uh, it really helps support what we're doing and what we're making more than you know. So if you can, either come on over to RoosterTeeth.com to watch this show and every piece of content we make and become a first member to help support everything we do pretty please all right so here is our question would you rather live in a world where you never feel physical pain or live in a world where you never feel emotional pain how about neither (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
1: i wish kai you have some, some thoughts i have some thoughts but i always say my thoughts first so i'm gonna let you say your thoughts
2: I I have basic thoughts. I hear that question and immediately I'm like, yeah, physical pain, please take it away. Mm-hmm. Never want to feel that again. I've I've already dealt with so much emotional pain. That I think I can keep you handling can it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've like built those walls. I'm ready. Have the tenacity for emotional pain, physical pain. I, I'm a baby. Like, a stick. You're a I'm stick. a stick. You could break me. Like, please, no. That'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah.
0: I mean, physical pain could be even like burning your hand on something. That's what I'm or, like, saying. Stabbing like, your toe on a table. No more
2: cramps, dude. <gasps> I big didn't brained even think it. of that. You one. did think of that saying? one. No more cramps. No more did eye strain. Like, I'd be a god. I feel like that would also take away some emotional pain too at the same time, right? Also, I could get used to not feeling pain. I could probably hurt myself now that I'm thinking about it. I think there,
0: uh, people could correct (laughs) me if I'm wrong, but I think there are actually people in the world who don't feel physical pain. So that was
1: what I was going to say. I'm so glad I waited for you now. Um, Yeah, no, in middle school, my science teacher told us about these kids that are born and don't have nerves. So they don't feel pain the way you normally do. And the problem is, the reason why we don't bite our tongue is because when we bite it, we feel the pain. Yeah. So you're still causing yourself physical damage, but you don't feel there's nothing telling you to stop. Mm-hmm. So There's kids that will have like really bloody thumbs. They're, like when they burn themselves, it, like, of they course, your hand no still turns red, receptors. but you don't know it. Not feeling pain does not mean you don't get the physical damage to your body. True. It's actually the only way that you know that you did something wrong and tells you to stop.
0: So just heads up. Well, let's put the caveat here of you can't feel physical pain and also you're aware when you're hurting
2: yourself. <laughs> I'm just going to put that in a little no, magical
0: scenario. No <clears throat>
2: hunger? That'd be great. I'd never actually be hungry, right? Mm. Is that physical pain? It, your tum- tummy hurts. It is physical. Okay. Well, I'll have a follow-up
0: question okay. after we, yeah. after right. we <laughs> ask because I do have a follow-up question. But
2: Anyway,
1: uh, I also would get rid of physical pain, though. Like, if, if it's, like, at my big age now yeah. and I'm like, I know
2: it hurts me. Like, I'm good. <laughs> As a, as a baby, you're saying no. No, that would
1: cause my parents so much stress. <laughs> okay. I love how you were
2: Yeah.
1: Yo, can you imagine having a child that keeps bleeding from oh. the mouth? Oh, my God. Just or keeps scratching and <laughs> themselves just because they're just, like, itchy and like, not realizing like that's I got bit pain. by a mosquito.
2: I don't know why I'm bleeding. Yeah. And it, <laughs> not, uh-uh. Stress. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, the idea of not having emotional pain ever when I know that that is one of the biggest reasons why I am who I am today. Yeah. And why I would continue growing. And I'm also a firm believer, like we said earlier, there's a gray line between love and hate. It's the same thing with pain and pleasure. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know what pain is, who's to say I know how good pleasure can feel? Because oh, that's the direct on. opposite. You might be on to Yeah, not, Okay, not relax. I mean, I was thinking the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point, though. It's, um, I, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you only really could um, appreciate certain happiness or certain like positive emotions having experienced yeah, the negative or the other side. But, you know, I think there's some truth to that. I don't think it's necessarily 100% true, but I think it's more of like you could appreciate that.
1: Speaking of pleasure, that's 100% true. Every single man has a spot in their asshole. If you are not using that, I'm so sorry. You're not experiencing your 100% pleasure point. And that comes from pain. So, All, all right.
0: No,
2: well I, A lot of us have homework I,
1: tonight. I,
0: <laughs> but
1: No, there's so many men that know it though, and they won't do anything about like, I mean, if you're cool with the
0: bare minimum, go off, I guess. There is an incredible <laughs> I need to link this to you guys out there. There's an incredible uh, story from Reddit of some guy discovering his pleasure zone okay. in his asshole. Because mm-hmm. his doctor did like an inspection on it. Yeah. And like immediately became like stiff as a board, came Immediately, oh. like all that stuff. I'm so happy for him. And then went on like a whole journey of self discovery, of like trying different things and putting different things in his. And butt. this on Reddit one time. It's on Reddit. It's a it's a magical tale. <laughs> it's it's like I want to say six paragraphs, seven paragraphs long. It's phenomenal. A magical time. Wow.
1: I, it, wow. Imagine if so many men, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, people with penises, uh, born, uh, just decided one day to put something up there. Yeah. change your life. you think there life? would be less war? Yes. Absolutely. Because there, there'd be no a conflict. There's literally yeah. literally put Earth. a stick in your ass. I swear to God.
0: A safe, <laughs> non-splintery There we go. We mean that
2: in the most pleasurable way. Something yes. designed
0: maybe to go, maybe go to the sex shop and buy yeah. A, yeah. some type of thing that's meant to go up there.
2: <laughs> Have we the are
0: time. not responsible for anybody sticking anything <laughs> in any orifice of their body. Listen, no.
2: we don't kink shame, okay? No. You know? Very true. That is
0: a
1: rule of I literally show. want the best for our <laughs> viewers. That's why I'm saying this.
0: <laughs> I do agree with you though. I think I think I would get rid of physical pain over emotional pain because I do think emotional pain is well, it's very difficult in a lot of cases. I feel like it makes us who we are in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um and again it, it helps you appreciate certain moments a lot better and appreciate people and love and happiness and
1: yeah.
0: all the good feels. So Yeah,
1: I think I was having a conversation with BK and Gavin and This was, like, when we had both first started being here, like, that year. Mm. And I was telling them, like, you know, it's so hard being in the spotlight all of a sudden. And you just feel a lot of pressures and stressors from it. So uh, there was a lot of times where I said, I'm really just of someone that enjoys moments. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in the moment and I feel either nothing or sadness, like, that, that was happening a lot and a lot over that time. So literally, that was the first time we hung out. And I said... Literally texted them both, thank you guys for giving me a good happy moment. Like, I was yeah. so happy that Aww. entire night. And now we hang out every single quarter. So, <laughs> yeah, what's a quarter? <laughs> we <have laughs> a <quarterly, laughs> a quarterly like, hang out. <laughs> I think that's a great
0: perspective, though. And I think, you know, we talked about it on a previous episode as well of like trying to really be cognizant in the moment of like, I feel happy right now. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. me remember this and like actually be grateful for feeling this way. Cause I think a lot of us tend to. Mm-hmm like enjoy time and like have a good time but then we don't really like sit in it and think like oh this is a wonderful time mm-hmm. in my life
1: like even right now i'm naturally smiling like yeah. it's not because the cameras are on it's because i'm talking to you two, and Aww. it's like even just being even just noticing like wow i'm smiling yeah i didn't because you don't think about it, you just do it just acknowledging that like oh this is a good moment it's very true i love that
0: well follow-up question oh if you had to lose one of your five senses which one would you choose to lose why would you do this to me <laughs> i know what i would um
1: no no i uh, uh, i would say i
0: would say smell that's
1: i was thinking that but also i'm just like but like when you But smell, that'll affect like, your taste wouldn't that it? would also affect your taste yeah to a connected. degree
0: i know like you know we have a friend of ours john reisinger mm-hmm. who, who has a was born with a condition where he has no sense of smell but he still tastes yeah most things most yeah. things i think i think He's never said it has affected it, as far as I know. He
1: wouldn't have... He Also, if he was born with it, he wouldn't know. I guess he wouldn't wouldn't
2: know. know. That's very true. I don't know. (laughs) Everything does taste like... All uh, I know is
1: I'm keeping my touch, because... Yeah. I'm keeping my touch. (laughs) That's one of the simple
0: pleasures in life, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta keep that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only other one I would, like, maybe say is... mm, No, definitely not taste. I would not want to lose my taste.
1: I think, honestly if not smell, I could get rid of hearing. Just because there's an interview out with, like, Anthony Ramos and, like, all these people from this film, and this is there's this black woman, I'm so sorry, I forget her name, where she simply said, you know, when she went into spaces as a black woman, it was automatically, like, you don't know who there understands who you are. Mm. So because she felt that, she went out of her way to learn sign language wow. to ensure that at least she could help someone else who had uh, something understand and feel mm-hmm. welcomed in that space. So I think sign language, like, because I want to learn sign language anyway. So yeah. not to acknowledge that, like, hearing is a privilege, but I think just right now in this moment, because I just saw that interview again, like, yesterday. So it's just in my head right now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, that's a wonderful goal to have. Yeah. I want to learn, too, and then we could communicate with each other from across the room. Across the room. The room. Yeah. no
1: No,
0: <laughs> You What do you
2: sell, uh, smell, you think? Probably probably smell i'd like have a very like sensitive nose already yeah uh, you wouldn't have to smell poop anymore that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i'd be smelling some smells like, and it. i'm just like i'm mm.
1: but is there any smell though that mm-hmm. like when you smell it it Brings a sense of either familiarity or just complete, like, passion.
2: Oh, I said they say that, like, smells are actually like, the strongest memory. So, mm-hmm. like, it is unfortunate if you were to lose that. You might not have some of those smells that remind you of, like, specific moments, like, mm-hmm. holidays and things like that. places or times. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've, I've thought about losing that. I'm like, I guess I'll take that. Because, like, without taste would kind of suck. I just, mm Yeah. I just, I don't know. Speaking of
1: that, I was actually listening to another podcast, and the question they brought, because I think it was Black Heritage Month, they said, what does being Black sound like or smell like? So I kind of wanted to flip that here for you both. What does being a woman smell like, or what does being a woman sound like? And for me, it's kind of just, it's memories of giggling, it's Mm. it's smells of doing your nails (laughs) in the basement (laughs) during sleepovers. Stuff like that, so. Wow, I feel like I'd have to think about that one for a while. That's such a
0: wonderful question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely in the sounds of giggling. Um, man, <laughs> that makes me like really nostalgic. Yeah. For was, like, it's <laughs> it also makes me think of this like really, not to spin it into something sad or anything like that, but I saw this video um, by someone on TikTok, is a-, a trans man posted this saying that they it was a a duet to actually a video of someone posting like a video from the girls bathroom at a club Mm -hmm. where like everyone was being really sweet on each other and complimenting each other and like hyping people up yeah and he was talking about how he didn't realize how lonely it was to be a man um and how like you don't have the type of connection that you do with your you know Mm -hmm. feminine friends and that like bond that women share together and like that comfort that we have together and like holding hands and hugging each other and being affectionate. Yeah. And he was just talking about how, like, he never really understood how lonely it could be. And it was just, like, devastating yeah. to think about. So, hug, hug your bros. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That is true. Hug's
1: underrated. As a transgender man, he experienced both, I guess, yeah. during mm-hmm. his transition. Whereas when you're a man, that's just all you've ever known.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, oh. I, you know, I think, you know, it's it's known that there's a higher rate of... Unaliving yourself as a for males, and that could be a a big part of it. Of just like Mm -hmm. it's probably very lonely and isolating because there's not that like female friendship
2: that we all tend to be just ingrained into, you know. Hundred percent. I think there's immediate like wanting to talk about how you feel and your feelings, which is also kind of why I thought it interesting that we all chose to keep the emotional pain Mm. here at this table. I'd be curious to propose that to other people to see what they say Mm -hmm. because, you know, as women, I think we lose a part of ourselves uh, Absolutely, not having that. So very interesting. I feel it. All right. Well, let's get to all different directions. (laughs) I know.
0: Got deep on that one. Um, Let's get into our questions that we have today that were submitted by our lovely viewers. And if you have a question and you are listening or watching to the show, you could submit that to always open at roosterteeth.com. All right. So this first question says, I'm 16 and just got my first job a few months ago at Bulk Barn, which is a Canadian store, by the way. I have to learn hundreds of new codes of the products and pick up work habits to fully succeed in the job. I was doing really well for a while, then started to mess up on little things, and I've been doing very poorly recently since. And I've been so stressed. I could see it's disappointing my boss and supervisors. I really am trying. I'm trying my hardest, but I don't really learn as fast as most, and I'm so scared to fail and disappoint others. I'm still fairly new, but I feel I should have... I should have it picked up by now. I don't know if you guys have been in this situation before, but if you can, can you please lend some advice as to how to manage stress at a new job or first job? And if you have any advice on how to help when you struggle picking up things quickly. My biggest advice, I'll just start it off. You will get there. I think mm-hmm. I think anytime you start something new, it's very daunting. Any new skill, any new job, and even a, a picking up a new video game, it's very overwhelming and, and it could be you could be in a mindset of like, I'm never going to fucking learn any of this. It's it's like so overwhelming. But if you take it day by day, you will slowly pick things up. It might be slower than other people and that's okay. But I think maybe talking to your supervisor or boss or whoever and just explaining like, you know, this is my first job. It is very overwhelming and I, I just might need some extra time to pick these things up. Hopefully they're in a place where they could be understanding of that kind of thing. Um, and if they're not, Kind of suck. (laughs) I get it though. No, for sure. It can be overwhelming.
2: I've been overwhelmed quite a few times, especially when you said the video game reference. Of course, I resonate with that a lot. I've been like doing a lot of games that are difficult recently. I actually attempted my first speed run. Oh, wow. um, And a game called Mirror's Edge. And I've been so daunted by it. And there's so many like, techniques and and it's all about memory and knowing exactly where to go and exactly how to do it and you messing up is like very harsh and i felt like that's the only time i've ever felt so anxious about performing well was like Mm. in in that game doing a speed run or like in a job setting because someone is looking at your performance you can't just give only 50 percent you're trying to give 100 Or, or you can't really
0: necessarily take your time
2: you know, right people
0: are waiting and watching and relying on you in a sense.
2: Yeah, I've I learned and I've best kind of like coped with it is just like doing it section by section, like instead of trying to do all your tasks at once, really just trying to find out what's the first one, what's the second one, and like taking tons of notes. Like, I treat it like school, which mm-hmm. is a weird comparison, but you know, you get thrown into a job and you're just like, oh, well, are they supposed to tell me, and you realize I'm supposed to just remember it all. And I'm like, you gotta start finding all those. mnemonic devices and all those school things they teach you to kind of like help you remember those things or notes or 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 figure out your own language to communicate to yourself Mm -hmm. um how to like get things done and I found that that's been like really helpful doing it that way instead of trying to like tackle all the problems at the same time yeah absolutely what do you think Kai
1: so to your point, I think it's really important that they find what works for them because not everyone's a hands-on learner. Some mm-hmm. people are auditory learners. Some people are visual learners. So maybe asking the shadow might help you. Maybe asking someone to explain it again or write it down. Writing it down over and over again might help you as well. So just, again, finding out what works for you. And then this is actually a My Hero Academia reference. So anyone who Love doesn't know anime, it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but when... The heroes, the, the kid heroes, were essentially trying to learn how to become real heroes by doing an internship. They were essentially tasked with figuring out how do you do everything at, all at once. And he said, the easiest way to figure out how to do everything all at once is to take one item, get really good at it, so that way you don't have to think about it, then add on more. Yeah. Slowly and surely, do it at your own pace. I think these stressors in your head are making it worse, honestly, because when you try to stress yourself out, you try to do more than what you are capable of typically, because you are thinking that people are probably expecting more of you than they actually are, when in reality, they just want your best. And so I would say try to remove yourself from inside of your head and making assumptions about what people think about your performance and actually try to figure out and go back into that moment of just like, okay, I'm here. This is where I've messed up. And I really feel like once you analyze where you do mess up, that makes it a lot easier for you to figure out how not to do that in the future. Because it's only really when I review myself that I'm just like, okay, not doing that again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That didn't work. (laughs) Well, it's also like kind of as you guys were saying, it it ties into this thing of you could spiral where it becomes this thing that eats on itself where you are overwhelmed by all these things you need to learn. And then you're getting overwhelmed by that. And then you're feeling like you're messing up. And then that makes you feel like other people are disappointed in you and that feeds into then being overwhelmed again and it just like feeds into the cycle of I
2: I can't wrap my head around learning these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're stressed out, it immediately impacts your performance. Like like maintaining your emotional like stability is is just as important as like doing the job because if you're stressed out, you're freaking out. You're yeah. beating yourself up. You're not going to be able to do the tasks in front of you because you're too busy being stuck in your head. 100%.
0: And. Also at a place like Bulk Barn, which is exactly what it sounds like. There's just a ton of stuff. Like, there is not a single person who starts at a job and immediately knows everything. Mm -hmm. It takes time and it it takes learning and it takes patience. And I think just being gentle on yourself and, and understanding that, not putting these pressures of oh, like, I need to learn everything and all these barcodes and numbers, like, immediately, it's it's going to come with practice as any yeah. skill or as any job does. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us have ever started something and immediately are like, got
2: it, done. No, <laughs> no not at all. I, like, immediately think of my GameStop days, RIP GameStop, Wait, no, they're still around. I meant working (laughs) at it. And uh, the whole thing Who knows what will happen now when this comes out? But y'all know that their big thing was like, do the trade-ins. And like, as a person, you're excited. They're giving me money. As an employee, it is daunting because there's so many rules, there's stipulations. You're going through boxes of 25 to 50 different games. You have to open them all up, check if they look good enough to work or not, separate them into piles, then test the ones that look bad right there in front of the customer Mm -hmm. who's like... I know that game is worth a lot. <laughs> this game better run. What do you mean? Um, and it's like,
1: And you're like, oh, a, and sorry.
2: You're holding up the line because that takes more than five minutes. And then you tell them how much you give them. You're like, hey, for these 150 games, I'm going to give you $20. Oh. And then you have to see their face be devastated at the news and explain to them why. It's like an oh. hour and a half long process. And there are three of them that want it to happen. And I just... Immediately freaked out, but my immediate solution was to be like, I will do what I can do and then I won't be afraid to ask for help, Yeah, especially being new. I was like, I know I can check these. I'm confident in figuring out what ones work. I'll put you to decide. I'll manage what I can do. I don't know how to type this in. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't even remember how to type this in. I chose two jobs, checking the disks and making sure the customer was satisfied. But did eventually
0: working there for a while, like it became yeah. second nature to 100%. You.
2: And yeah. I was able to watch. And like I said, it was a form of shadowing. I could ask questions while that person was ringing them up and putting it in the system. And I went, oh, that's how you do it yeah. now. Okay, I'm going to remember this moment rather than just trying to remember things on a piece of paper.
0: Yeah. But I do think also, I think, Kai, you mentioned writing things down as a way to remember. And I think that I know for me really helps. Like sometimes you type things on your phone. Mm -hmm. And to me, physically writing something makes me remember it a little better. So if you can, maybe bring a little notebook with you to work and like write some notes as you're like learning things and stuff like that. And again... It will take time. No mm-hmm. one is expecting you to know this Also,
1: right we didn't talk on, touch on this point. You are 16. 16! You are 16. <laughs> and I know the world seems so big at 16. <laughs> I sound like my mother. But I swear <laughs> to God, I know the world seems so turn into big our mothers at 16. Some <laughs> I, my first job, I was 16. I worked at Delia's. Actually, rest in peace, I think they might be online. I have oh, no I idea. I remember Delia's. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was so gung-ho and I don't use none of those skills now except for how I fold my clothes in my closet. I promise you, you're so good. Like This is so important for you right now and it is a step in your life. One step by step in life, you are going to be okay.
2: Also, yes. congratulations. Yes. A job Getting at 16 job in this fantastic. economy? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> On the internet? Like.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I still remember when I got my first job at 15, Working at a Burger King.
2: I was going to say grocery store or, or, fast, <laughs> or fast food. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I
0: remember the first time I was like sat in front of the screen where you have to like put in all the, yep. Yep. know where the buttons are. And I'm like, how the hell am I ever going to learn this? Mm-hmm. And then by like a month or two in, I'm just like, mm-hmm. yep. And what else? Yep. Uh-huh. Like not even looking at the screen, oh. basically. Like you le- you pick up things faster than it's you realize. Yeah.
1: Again, mm-hmm. Just take the pressure off. It's like my mom says. It's like if you knew your schoolwork like you knew them songs. I promise you, you do know the schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: All right. Well, thank you for your question and good luck, and congratulations. Yeah. Great. A job at sixteen. Also, bulk barn. That's where. That's where the good shit's at. Is that like out. a
1: Walmart or a Target? It's, it's or like that, that badger guy. What's his name? More like a Costco, I would say.
2: Are you talking about Bucky's?
1: Is he a badger? I, it is Bucky's. I am talking sorry, about Sorry, we
2: derailed. I just... It's a beaver, right? It's, it a a beaver? Beaver. it's a beaver. What's yeah. the difference
1: between a beaver and a badger? Is it the tail? They're just different animals. One sense, right?
2: <laughs> People start with B alliteration, so... Right? She's really I'm a still family. on you calling Bucky's that badger. <laughs> a
1: badger? Was I really that <laughs> far off?
2: Like, why is it so no, crazy to think? But it's, it's the whole store's named Bucky's. Like, it's... Okay. Like, I know it's a big deal,
1: but I'm sorry I'm from the East Coast and yeah, not valid. down South. Valid. Valid.
0: Well, we have another question that we're going to wrap up the show with from another Canadian. We
3: got a
1: whole bunch of
0: Canadians asking questions today. We love to see it.
3: Today's episode of Always Open is brought to you by Shady Rays. Pretty much every time I step outside, I need to have sunglasses on. I've got light eyes. There, The sun is bright, and I want to protect them. Luckily, our friends at Shady Rays have me covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. And they're just as good as any other expensive sunglasses brand I've tried. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, Shady Rays will send you a new pair. No questions asked. I love my Shady Rays. They're lightweight. I love the tangle-free versions that they have. I can stick them on my head when my hair is up, and they just come right off. and No tangly mess. They're perfect. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Their team always has your back with personal and fast support. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code OPEN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Don't get me wrong. I love the fall. The weather is finally getting cooler and the holidays are right around the corner. But it's always one of the busiest times of the year, too. And I don't know about you guys, but during weeks when I'm super stressed, it becomes nearly impossible to spend time brainstorming new recipes in the kitchen. Luckily, HelloFresh has over 40 recipes to choose from every week, so there's always something delicious to discover. Plus, their 15-minute meals are done in less time than it takes to get delivery. And with everything pre-portioned and delivered right to your door every week, it's really a no-brainer. And don't miss their fall flavors lineup, including the apple cider cake with caramel sauce, barbecue pulled pork nachos, and mini pumpkin cheesecake. My mouth is literally watering. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50open and use code 50open for 50% off plus free shipping. That's 50% off with code 50open at HelloFresh.com slash 50open. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit.
0: So this one reads... I am a 25-year-old man from Canada, and on May 4th, my niece was born. Congratulations. Congrats. Aww. It got me thinking, if I ever had a kid, how would I raise them? Because I know that having a kid is a big step, but I always wanted to know how to approach it. So my question is, this is for those that don't have kids right now, which is all of us, unless I'm uh, unaware of something. No.
1: <laughs> I hope that <to> God
0: knows. <laughs> right. I better not. How would you raise your kids, and how would you approach it? Thank you for reading this. And if you want to give me some uncle advice, I will be always open to listen. But um, Well, we don't have kids right now. No. (laughs) But I mean, you guys have pets. Yes. So that's already like a step of
1: (laughs) taking (laughs) care of a
0: living being. I'm
1: also genuinely curious who at this table may want kids in the future. I know I do. I uh,
0: currently I'm like ninety percent no. Okay. Ten percent maybe yes. Like we love a, that. C- doors closed, not locked. We love that. Yeah. I don't
2: think about
0: it. Yeah. I guess it's like if if you don't have to think about it until
2: you do. You know, yeah. like
1: mm-hmm. that's
2: it's, why I like resonate with the question where it's like okay I guess you're you're thinking about it now so that's already yeah. a step in the right direction i feel like you gotta have uh, a good heart and want to take on like having a child it's not just as simple as buying a pet right it's a life change it's not just a simple commitment so i appreciate the question absolutely i mean it's it's good to know
0: if you do want something and to be thinking about your i guess strategy Mm -hmm. in a weird
1: Mm -hmm. way do you want kids kai i do yeah i definitely do I say definitely. There's only ever been two times in my life where I've questioned if I wanted kids. And one was amidst, like, the elections a few years ago. Mm. I was like, that was that made it rough. Because it's like, do I bring a kid into this world? Right. And another one was when I got my puppy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did that make you question whether
0: or not you wanted kids? Because yeah! it was... Yeah!
1: <laughs> so like you said, you could really just buy a puppy, mm-hmm. honestly. And, and I cut to a few years from now where <laughs> right. Kai's kid
0: is going to the kitchen and being like...
1: Yeah, so you could really... I adopted my dog from Austin awesome Pets Alive. Amazing. So we, we love her. And I just realized I'm not as patient as I thought I was. Mm. At all. At all. And also, I realized that respectfully, I love Momo. I swear to God, y'all, I love Momo. I curse her out a lot.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not like she's going to pick it up. But <laughs> a-, <laughs> a kid. <laughs> That's funny. But a yeah. kid. A kid, though. Would. Which I would argue... I think people are a little too delicate with like probably. not swearing. Like,
1: I, who cares?
0: I, I just really tell like them how, that those are not the words for them.
1: There we go. Because that's how Michael and Lindsay handle their children. They're very much so like that's an adult word. Yep,
0: you can use it when
1: you're older. <laughs> don't ask about it now. Um, but it just it made me realize because I was actually talking to our friend Steph mm. and I was being very candid with her. I was just like, I don't know if I can keep Momo. Like when I got her the first two weeks, probably very overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. Just because it made me realize that in this moment, until she turns like two, she's. I literally have a shadow every time I walk around the house. Yeah, she does not leave me alone. Aww. I do not get alone time anymore. If I want to go out, no, <laughs> no, unless I close the door and she's crying on the other side. Oh I do not God. get alone time in the bathroom. If I want to go out, I have to either make sure she's okay for two to three, four hours, or I have to find someone to watch her. Yeah, like it, I don't have that much control over my life anymore and this is just a puppy puppy yeah and then when you have kids that's like the first at least 12 years
0: Mm -hmm. and they talk
2: back eventually (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm not sure they make their own decisions i'm good i can barely handle my cat who also won't leave me alone gotta check in on me while i'm taking a piss for some reason but i'm i'm good Mm -hmm. like the cat does her thing like i'd be happy maybe me in the future maybe i'm an adoption person maybe Mm -hmm. i'm someone who wants to like be able to help out and provide Mm -hmm. but even then i'm like i don't know if i can handle a a little beb that's also mine it's a lot of pressure it's
0: a ton of pressure (laughs) and we've we've talked about the decision of having kids on the show a lot because we've had questions from people who wrote in and other discussions we've had and how a lot of us really thoroughly believe like you should have a kid if you really want a kid if you are unsure or like someone's pressuring you or you're having it for maybe other reasons like family pressure or anything like that like it's probably not in the best interest of that child to have a kid unless you are really ready and wanting to have that kid and like made that decision and are are secure in it for yourself because having loving supporting parents is very important for a child well-being.
2: 100%. Especially if you, have the, if you have the privilege to have the choice of yeah, when absolutely. you're going to get pregnant. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, then don't, like, take that for, for granted. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. um, there's okay. a lot
1: of people that want kids and that don't have as many options as yeah. we do.
2: Or a lot of people who were given kids and didn't get a chance to be prepared for it, right? too. Or absolutely. a lot of people
1: that had to become parents mm-hmm. younger yeah. because they had to take care of, like, say, younger siblings. Absolutely. Or cousins.
2: Yeah.
0: Tons of... of Difference scenarios, of mm-hmm. course, yes. This is more of like you and your partner are, are yep. deciding whether or not you yeah. want to have a kid. And that decision should definitely be up to you guys yeah. and not because I'm of other sorry. pressures.
2: I was going to say, though, I mean, I guess to the question, you are like – you have a nephew now is mm-hmm. what it, they said. Um, that's your practice time yeah. in the nicest way. Like, feel it out. Experience what it's like to be in that kid's life and see – and learn from it. Take notes. Be um, a valuable asset to your your family through the the growth process of the kid, and that's going to be your kind of tester and also like leg up when you can like look at um, someone's life and the techniques that they're used and see the impact versus yeah. just kind of reading books. I feel like just reading books without being able to see it is, is very hard to it's different. Yeah, mm-hmm. like to convert it, but like you're you're fortunate enough to be in a situation where you're there from the start. Like ask questions, be around, be present, be an uncle, yeah. and see how that feels. Maybe that'll be your answer for you once, you know, a little kid starts growing yeah. up and you're like, I know I know how this
0: feels. That's my boy, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, the question
0: also asked, like, how would you guys approach mm. a parenting situation? Um, and obviously that's a huge question that we can't really fully answer because there's so many aspects of that that you could dive into. But something that I've noticed that bothers me um in a way where I'm like, oh, if I ever had a kid, I would not do this. Yeah. I've seen videos of, like, a parent surprising their kid with something or, like, their kid um, experiences something really cool or amazing or important and the kid's crying and the parent's going, oh, don't cry, don't cry. Like, uh, that bothers me so much because I'm like, let your kid feel. Like, let them express and, like, if they're happy, if they're sad, like, let them feel those things. And, some like, someone telling someone, like, don't do that. Don't, like… Don't express emotions. Don't feel it. Just like it hurts my soul. I'm just like your child is like expressing.
1: <laughs> <Let> so <them. laughs> I used to work at a school. So I did, um, like, I did like recess monitoring, lunch monitoring. I did summer school stuff. And there was this one parent that I enjoyed watching a lot because he had a child that was maybe first or second grade. And they did. They would do that though. They would cry. And this is a black man. So it's like even it was even more impressive to watch. He would say. I'm not telling you not to cry, but if you want me to help you, I need you to communicate to me as well. So he was just like, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling it? Because it – so it was a way to tell him, like, your feelings are valid, but at the same time, if you want to – help me understand. Be heard. Exactly. Help me understand. And a lot of times kids aren't told how to express themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, again, we just go back to what we do when we're instinctual, which is to cry. Because if you cry, I know you know I'm sad. If I scream, you know I'm angry. So that just extra buffer of patience to just say, hey, I'm here for you. What do you need from me right now? Yeah. It's to this day, I think about it. And that was years ago. That's a beautiful way to approach it. Oh, yeah. I've also heard the, the approach of, like,
0: you know, when a child falls down and hurts themselves and you see a parent go, oh, you're okay, you're okay. Like, oh, no, 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 don't cry. You're okay. And it's like, well, don't tell the kid how to feel. Like, say... Like where does it hurt? Mm-hmm. Explain to me like how you wh- what you're feeling, like and then let them like work through those emotions and express themselves and express that feeling. But there's just so many people who are just like, nope, <laughs> don't show weakness, and it's like, oh god, that hurts my soul. Mm-hmm.
1: But
2: yeah, it's a big question. Are you okay? I'm good. I'm <laughs> just. I guess I'm just thinking. Like it's a pretty deep question. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to approach it. I I wouldn't know how to approach parenting. I guess I would just try my best. I think that's my sentiment is like even as much as you can plan, like preparing yourself to expect the unexpected Mm -hmm. is also like a good like thing to do as you're approaching like thinking about being a parent. Like all of it is a very like scary looming process from the beginning and you're going to learn a lot about yourself and your partner through that journey of trying to like have a child. Mm -hmm. So like kind of steal yourself also emotionally for you. Like a lot of things you immediately think of like, what can I do for the kid? How can I be a good father or parent or mother? Also, how can you just be a good you? Because you you need to be okay through this too before you start being able to provide for someone else. I know
0: a lot of parents feel like they almost lose a lot or a part of themselves or mm-hmm. a part of their identity when they have kids since they put so much into their children. And I think that's a really important point of like, yeah, don't don't lose yourself,
2: you know? Right. Like I like the energy of like the, the eagerness of wanting to be there. And I think that's so nice because I, I come from a world where maybe that's not the uh, the immediate reaction to a lot of people. So yeah. to hear that, um, I'm like joyous, but also at the same time, I'm like, you might not want that to be your whole entity um, and if you are serious about it, like find the things that are good for you first because once you kind of commit to that change, unfortunately, you start to take the back burner and the mm-hmm. kid starts to take the the front line. And it, it's going to be a hard process. So anything you can do to kind of prepare yourself for that, I feel like is how I would approach it first before even like thinking about what's my parenting style? And am I going to remember to stay awake and change diapers? And what's a bottle?
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what? how do I teach my kid how to do this? And how and do I language? they go I through this? Or, you know, experience heartbreak. How do I, you know, walk them through that? It's I mean, I think a lot of it, a lot of parenting, I would imagine, I'm saying this not having (laughs) experienced it before, (laughs) is like learning what's right for you and the way you want to teach your child how to approach things in the world. Um, And I'm sure that comes with time and learning and experience and a lot of stuff you just do in the moment, right? like what you feel is right at that time. It's not really something you could be like, okay, game plan for their first breakup. <laughs> game plan for this. It's like you you
1: can't really plan for that kind of thing. Yeah. You can't plan for yourself, but you'd have no idea what that child's gonna be like. Right. At all. And I think that's always the weird one of the weirdest things to me is when I see people do this whole gender reveal. Oh. And yeah. then they're upset when they see um you didn't have any control of the child. You knew it was in terms of uh you knew it was a fifty fifty of if they would have a vagina. Well, not even 50 50 because there's way more options yeah, than that. Yeah. But you knew there was a chance that it wasn't going to be the one you desired the most or ever dreamed of. So when I see things like that, I'm just like, what are you going to do when they come to you and say something you don't like? Yeah. You know, you have to, I mean, that's part of the decision of
0: choosing to have Cause a Because it will happen. Supporting them no matter what mm-hmm. and loving that child no matter who they yeah. end up being or, you know, what path they go down. It's, mm-hmm. you know. And then Michelle Obama said in
1: her book, she was like, you know the first child, you know, because you have this it's this team behind you. Typically, you know, you because it's the, one of the first children, maybe one of the first grandchildren. So everyone's just like, "Oh, it's the baby, mm-hmm. right?" But then the second child, and it's like this child's one completely different from the first child. Someone didn't teach this first second child how to be like <laughs> completely <laughs> different. Y'all know it, middle children, young baby children, y'all y'all different. I'm oldest, I so middle, I was a middle kid, different. <laughs> <laughs> Solo, too. I'm looking at you. Hey. <laughs> different. No, I'm the oldest. So. Oldest of how many? Three. Three. Okay. So wow. three. My brother's the middle. So he's lucky because he's the only boy. Mm-hmm. And my sister's the baby. So she's the baby. Um, but it's the reverse of my family where I'm the middle mm-hmm. girl and then I have two brothers. Okay. Side, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We compared ourselves to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air often. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm the Hillary, but I give I'm, I'm like, I'm not giving Hillary energy, though. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of a badass in a different way. Uh, but you know, as someone who just, again, has, I've always said, I don't know anything that will happen in trajectory of my life. I just know for a fact, I will be a mother one day to the point where I've already started thinking about when I turn 30, if I don't have any prospects, I'm going to start freezing my eggs. Uh, if I get to, you, you got your plan going. baby. (laughs) If I turn 35, still don't have any prospects, I'm going to look into either adoption or so on and so forth. But again, life has just truly taught me. I don't know what could happen at time. You anything. literally could
0: meet your person tomorrow, you know?
1: Like, you you
0: really can't, again, like, mm-hmm. almost like the first question, putting so much pressure on yourself to try to do things based on a certain timeline. Yes. Yeah. There's no such thing. Mm-mm. Your story is your story.
1: Yeah. So, in terms of everything else in life, I would just say feel it out. Feel it. See what works for you and what works for them. Listen to their communication style and also try to listen to yours. At the same time... There's a chance that you two won't mix right away. Like we see that with a lot of women where there are women who through the postpartum, Mm -hmm. they say that they actually didn't love their child the minute they saw them. That has happened before. So just take that moment and just feel it and just acknowledge it. And I think there's, I can't even say the way to be because you could be analytical about it if that works for you. You'd be emotional about it if that works for you. It's going to work out though.
2: I think there's like a little bit of faith there. Like mm-hmm. it is a magical process, not to mm-hmm. get too spiritual, but like you are creating life. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's a big responsibility uh, and it's a big weight, but also like it's kind of un, unknown, and you kind of are just like letting yourself go to n- nature, if you will. Yeah, and part of that is surrendering yourself yeah. to having a child it's a life change it is a new process and it's none of the skills and feelings you're gonna ever be able to prepare yourself for it's all gonna be new experiences i
1: would say don't be scared of messing up be scared of not fixing those mistakes Mm. yeah like not remedying them because you're everyone messes up but it's i feel like it's always the actions and the intention in those moments that really matter to most people yeah
0: and for fuck's sake, love your child. Like no matter who they choose to be like that, I think in my mind is one of the biggest responsibilities of becoming a parent is Mm -hmm. like, love your child. And if, if you think that if your child chooses to love a certain type of person or, you know, dress a certain type of way or whatever it is and that will make you not love them or not want to support them, you shouldn't have a child. Um, And I think that's just one of the responsibilities of becoming a parent is
2: being there for your child, supporting them, loving them no matter what. Yeah. Period. Actual unconditional love. Mm -hmm. All right. If there's a reason that will make you not love that child, that's a condition. Yes. Think about that. Unconditional really means there is no reality where I will not love you. Yep. And if you can work on finding that and knowing what that feels like, harnessing it and channeling it, I think you're going to be a great parent.
0: Just get one of those baby dolls. Almost yeah, practice.
2: <laughs> listen, I play a lot of video games. I be, I be raising little children. You know, play some Sims. Play some Sims, yes. Play some Sims. Get yourself little children. And then when they start going crazy, you're going to be like, I right, listen, maybe I shouldn't be a parent because little Jimmy's stuck in a swimming pool. I took out the ladder. Now, now Jimmy's dying in the swimming pool and the kitchen's on fire. And I forgot to buy a uh, fire extinguishers. like, see, no, no. All right. Play some Sims. Yes.
0: And buy a <laughs> fire extinguisher.
2: Please. <laughs> please. Your home. You're supposed to buy them if you have this your is, own this home. This is not
0: sponsored
1: by Sims or fire Extinguisher <laughs> by the
0: way. All right. Well, thank you both for answering those questions with us. And thank you for sending in your questions. As a reminder, if you do have questions for us on the show, you can email those to alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. All right, ladies. That's our show today. It was
2: fun. Thank you for being here. Anything you guys want to plug? Anything you're up to lately? Oh, uh, I'm over here checking out tons of fun stuff on Inside Gaming, Hell streaming yeah. on uh, Rooster Teeth's Twitch channel Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays with my homies Blizz and uh, Jack, legendary Jack Patello. So <laughs> legendary, legendary. <laughs> but if you like games, fun stuff, uh, we're there uh, every week. You Hang guys out. are so fun to
0: watch, oh, so entertaining. You. <laughs> um, you guys have great chemistry together, and I love the games you're doing. It's please go check them out on Twitch if you yeah. haven't yet.
1: Makes you me want cute. to vomit. <laughs> I, I, I produced them i can say that yeah
0: <laughs> all right we got inside gaming crew over here yes, i love it yes indeed awesome well thank you guys so much for watching this episode of always open if you're not already please subscribe to our youtube channel all good no worries come check us out on roosterteeth.com and become a first member if you'd like to support this show and all the shows we make here at roosterteeth and follow us on social media at all good no worries we would love to have you in all the places we are on the internet and thank you for watching this episode
1: we'll see you next week